0: Joining me right now is Paul Schwartz from the New York Post covering the New York football Giants. How's it going, Paul? Keith, it's going good. Good to hear
1: from you. It's the middle of December, and the Giants have a game with playoff implications, and I'm not looking ahead to the draft and thinking about who's going to get fired, so it's
0: it's real (laughs) football, which is good. (laughs) December football, yes, and thanks for joining me. Uh, Thanks for taking the time. You know, I wanted to bring in a guest, but... No one wants to come on my show, so thanks for taking the time out to join me and talk well, about Well, this is the, the first Giants. time
1: I've been asked, so um, if if, it, if we hit it off, then we can do it again. How's that?
0: We're we're already off and running, so let's get right into it and talk about Daniel Jones. I feel like this has been a prove-it year for Daniel Jones, and he has proved it, but he hasn't proved it to everyone. He's had success in the past against Washington, And he really needs to channel some of that this Sunday night. The whole world will be watching. It's Sunday night football. They flexed it because it's playoff implications, right? And, uh, you know, I had to take the last couple days where I just, I don't see it. I don't see the Giants winning out. I don't see the Jets winning out either. But it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. They can control their own destiny, and it starts with Daniel Jones. How... How do you feel about Daniel Jones's year in totality leading into, uh, you know, a potential contract? And how do you feel about him this Sunday going out there against Washington?
1: Well, we got a couple of um, things button heads, right, Keith? He is... Um... Uh, Two and one at Washington, playing the uh, Commanders. It should be three and zero. They had that terrible penalty. Remember last year with Dexter Lawrence being just offside Mm -hmm. and um, um, you know the field goal at the buzzer. So he really should be three and zero, but he's two and one. He's thrown seven touchdown passes and zero interceptions in his three games in Washington. Um, I asked him today, "What do you like about it?" He said, "I like I like that place. I like that stadium." I said, "What?" He said, "Well, I really can't put my finger on it. You know, he he knew he really didn't have a lot of specifics. He liked." It because he plays well there, right? Um, you know, it's kind of a dump of a stadium, actually. But um, um, <laughs> you know, but, but but he's played well there, so so that helps him. Um, he's also zero nine in primetime games. Now the Giants are zero nine in primetime games that he has started the last three and a half years. And um, what does that tell you? Number one, that when they play good teams under the lights. Um, you know, in, in a in a in a game where no one else is playing, they don't play well, they haven't won a lot of games. At one o'clock, four thirty Or 8.30, so, you know, that's a problem. Um, You know, I think Daniel has played well. Um, I I think he's a better player now under Dayball and Mike Kafka than he has been. Uh, Look, he fumbled the ball the last time against Washington, right? That was only his third lost fumble. He's only got four interceptions, um, only 12 touchdown passes, so he's not doing a lot of tremendous things production-wise. He's doing very little to hurt the team as far as big mistakes. And um, what this says to me, Keith, is, he needs another year in this system, right? Yep. He's not a rookie. I wrote about this in our Post Sports Plus subscription service. He's not a rookie. There's no question about it. But Brian Dable said last week he was talking about everyone want in, wants instant gratification with these quarterbacks. Now, I understand he's not a rookie, so it's not like his first year. But it's his first year with these guys. And, and what do all quarterbacks say? Boy, my second year in the system, I'm so much more comfortable. Well, this is the end of his first year, so um, – Obviously, they need more weapons, they need more blocking, they need more everything. But, um, you know, I think Daniel is, is, he's not a top 10 quarterback and he's not a bottom 10 quarterback. He's somewhere in that, you know, 12 to 18 range. And, um, you know, that's probably good enough for now.
0: It has to be. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the weapons that he has and the lack thereof receivers that he has. And something I've said is how could you not want to see this guy grow under Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka in, a, in year two. Take that next step. For me, he did the two things that he needed to do this year, right? The knocks on him were that he can't stay healthy. He was available. He fought through that ankle injury early. He ran, and uh, he, he made plays, and and they were off to a 6-1 and one start, a 7-2 and two start, and then he took care of the ball, right? The turnovers, like you mentioned, only a couple fumbles, only a couple interceptions, that's going to happen. He cleaned that type of stuff up. If he gets some weapons around him, I think he can take that next step, right? The NFL, so much of the NFL is getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers and yards after after catch, them doing the rest. So uh pivoting to his one real weapon, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a pro bowler this year. He had a bounce back year. He had a more of you know what we expect from Saquon type of year. And There's going to be conversation around his contract and what he's going to get, and I feel like there are some fans that are fading off of that because as of lately, he's been banged up. We know he had the neck injury. He hasn't been as effective as of late, but I I don't put all of that on Saquon. Sure, he's beat up. He's tired. as December football. Guys, nobody's healthy. Guys are all hurt. But at the same time, it's week to week, and everyone can watch the film and say, okay, we just got to put seven, eight guys in the box and stop Saquon. Don't let Saquon beat us. And we'll take our chances with Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. So what are you thinking about this week? I really feel like, you know, if you can get a Saquon 100-yard rushing game, if Saquon can break a big run, hit a home run, that's going to be a difference in this game. They need Saquon to channel that. And they've got to just figure out how to call the right plays, get in the right formation, and get him into the open field.
1: And, and don't fall behind. Don't forget the last game against Washington, they fell behind 10 nothing really fast, right? You know, and, and, but they, they stuck with Saquon. He, he had, like, a, what, 60 yards in the first half? And then he completely fell off the cliff in the second half. You know, there's no question um, – You know, several weeks ago, when the Giants were winning, Saquon was leading the league in rushing. Now he's not leading the league in rushing. Um, The good news is he is not on the even on the injury report this week. Okay, he practiced fully today, Wednesday. Um, There's no, you know, Saquon parentheses shoulder, neck was limited. None of that. He's full. Is he 100%? I'm sure he's not, but he was 100% enough to practice fully. Um, look, this team has proven that they cannot win unless Saquon Barkley has a big game. It's, it's just he's their only playmaker. You know, you mentioned the receivers. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson. That is one, two, three, four in whatever order you want to put them in. And they are, you know, we all know what ha- Galladay is, is is just finished at this point as a player, it looks like to me. Uh, Tony was traded, Sterling Shepard got hurt, Wandale Robinson got hurt. So, this is the worst collection of receivers of any team that is vying for the playoffs. There's no question about it. Uh, So, that's a problem. Uh, Saquon It's easier said than done. The interior of the offensive line is just not playing well. And then you have last week when Evan Neal, the rookie right tackle, I talked to him today. I pulled him off to the side in the locker room. He is very much of a stand-up guy, although I'm glad he was sitting because when he he stands up, I have to really – crane my neck (laughs) he's a big dude he is a big dude so sitting it was we were eye to eye when he was sitting and I was standing and um um he takes ownership he realizes that you know he, he said he was too slow in his past sets his footwork was not right um you know, they, they need to have a form there where Saquon Barkley can run behind the massive Evan Neal and they can get yards. Um, it has to happen. They, they just can't pass their way out of these games on a consistent basis. You know, Daniel, Daniel Bellinger is feeling better. Um, you know, he said he's going to play with those sore ribs. You know, that's a good thing. But let's face it, this guy is not, you know, Kelsey out there. He's a rookie who's learning the ropes. Um, you know, Saquon, it's going to be very interesting. You know, they love the guy. He is, he is Mr. Giant. Uh, he's a leader. He's a great guy um, in the locker room. He's a great guy in the community. You know, he's their Walter Payton uh, man of the year, um, you know, delegate um you know it would be nice to see him string together a few 100-yard games here and then he can kind of go into the offseason and um either free agency or franchise tag or whatever they want to do with him um you know on an upswing because it's kind of a downer now and he kind of needs to pick it up you know he doesn't need to be fifth or sixth in a league in rushing he needs to get those yards up a little bit
0: yeah and i, I mean if if he turns it on and finishes strong and uh, his numbers look good I've talked about this. He's not going to get the Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey money, but I think there's a chance that they do right by him and they bring him back because he is, you know, really a part of the Giants core and a leader on the team and a respected guy. And and, I look at him as a number two overall pick. I look at Daniel Jones as a number six overall pick, and you want those guys to be extended, right? Because if you don't extend them, technically that's a fail. You, you use a high pick on them, and uh, if you don't retain them, then you, you kind of wasted the pick. You didn't hit on the pick. Now, we mentioned some of the weapons, uh, the receivers that are not there, and uh, Richie James is a guy that's emerged this year, but he's concussed again, another concussion. I saw that the Giants signed Jaden Mickens, who was with uh, – Tampa was with Jacksonville. And I think that's really just for punt return purposes. I don't think they're going to be able to get him right in, you know, to learn the playbook, but at least they are doing something. There was a lot of conversation this week around Odell Beckham Jr. And him not signing now until March, but he did visit with the Giants. He's not ready to help a team this season. You see the Cowboys go get T.Y. Hilton. You see the Bills go get Cole Beasley. The Giants didn't effectively go sign another receiver to, to you know, help them out. I guess Isaiah Hodgins counts. He was signed like mid-season.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I they're not fooled. Um even when they were 6 and 1 or 7 and 2, I think Joe Shane looks at this as a a a very much the first year of of a program and then you win all those games in the beginning and and you know, I don't know how they were winning all those games. They were all close games. They were doing the right things. They got some breaks. They made some plays at the end. Um mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden they have this great record, and and now we're seeing the, the the warts on the roster, and and look their injury report every week is longer than the other teams. Uh, the the. Uh, Commanders had no players not practice today, okay? The Giants have a bunch of them not practice. Just just the way it is all year. Yeah. they got to figure that out. Um, you know, I, I think they believe that Richie James will be able to play this week. He was running. He was out on the sideline today, which is a good sign for a guy in the concussion protocol. You know, he's not in a dark room somewhere. Um, so I have a feeling uh, as long as he progresses, he'll be okay. Look, he's an okay punt returner, and he's, you know, he's, he's a... He's a middling receiver who's done some good things on a team with a bad passing attack. You know, it's like anything. Keith, right, you know as a basketball guy, right? And the bad NBA team averages 100 points a game, right? And they have to have get 100 points. So somebody has to score 18 points a game, somebody has to have 15. So you look at it and you say, oh this guy's got 18 points and uh, 9 rebounds a game. He must be a good player. Well, He's an okay player, but somebody has to score on that team. I mean, somebody has to catch passes on this Giants team. You know, they, they have to. That doesn't mean, you know, do I think Richie James will be here next year catching passes? I do not. You know, I, Isaiah Hodgins, I'm not sure. Um, you know, Darius Flayton's a free agent. I mean, they, they have a lot Kenny of work. Galladay
0: can get cut. <laughs> well,
1: well Ga- Galladay will be cut, and they'll save money on, on the cap, and they'll have a dead money, uh, you know, hit, which is not attractive. You know, you mentioned about – you know, Saquon is the number two pick and about Daniel Jones, the number six pick of different regimes. Don't forget that. You know what I right. mean? I mean, Joe Shane can trade Kadarius Toney before the trade deadline, and it's not on him, right? It's like, I didn't pick the guy. I wouldn't have picked the guy. You know, you know Joe Shane would not have picked Kadarius Toney. So he can say, look, I'm, I'm cleaning up somebody else's mistake. So he doesn't have to justify Daniel. He doesn't have to justify Saquon. I'm not saying he's going to throw them out, but, you know... The GM, you know, who does he pick? You know, we, we're looking at Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan, Evan Neal and Bellinger and Dane Belton and all of his guys, Wandale Robinson, and, the, you know, the guys he brought in are free agents for kind of one year, one year, just, you know, help us build the program, guys. Um, you know, that's on his resume. These other guys, if they work out great, if not, you know, he'll get rid of them just because they're not, they're not his, on his ledger.
0: Keith McPherson talking to Paul Schwartz from the New York Post about the New York Giants. Let's talk about the offensive line. We're talking about injuries. We're talking about Daniel Jones, Saquon. Uh, Something I've been stressing this week is in December, December football, a lot of these games are won in the trenches. It is cold. It is rainy. It is windy. And, you know, the big guys are the ones that are mano-a-mano, man-to-man, in a fight every game. And, I mean, this line... You had, uh, you know, Josh uh, Izudu and Shane Lemieux and a couple other names on the injury report. You just get Evan Neal back. You, a couple weeks ago, get Nick Gates back. I mean, they got to open up holes for Saquon. They've got to protect Daniel Jones. And now, like you mentioned as well, with the Washington Commanders coming off a bye week, rested. And coming off of their last game, tying with the Giants, of you know familiarity and getting Chase Young back, we assume. I'm pretty sure everyone's saying that Chase Young will be active. It's going to be a challenge for this offensive line.
1: It is. This is a look. You know, we all know that's four, you know. I think Chase Young will be back. You know, he was close two weeks ago, and they held him. Then they had their buy, so he got an extra week. Um, I don't know if he's going to play 50 snaps, but he will play. So then you have four for four on the defensive line who are all first round picks, and you know. That can go either way, but I'll tell you, Payne and Allen in the middle of that defensive line, that's the best duo in the league, I I think. You know, I I think um, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, when they're healthy, are really good. These two guys for the commanders are better. They're terrific. Um, Look, it's been, it's been, Left guard has been just as buggable all season, right? They thought it was going to be Shane Lemieux. Lemieux, he got hurt. They put Ben Bredesen in, and he was okay. You know, you know I know privately some of these coaches were like, thank goodness we have Bredesen. He saved us. Then he got hurt. Um, do I think he's going to be back this week? I think it's close. Close. I don't know if he's going to be back. It might be another week. Um, you know, Gates is a great story, but I don't know if he, I don't think he's played great since he's been, he's been at guard. Um, Feliciano... Could be a one-and-done. You know, this is one of those guys they brought in uh, from Buffalo, a good program guy, you know, uh, hold-the-fort guy. I don't know if he'll be back next year. Uh, Glowinski was their, quote-unquote, big-ticket free agent at right guard. Um, He's been okay. you know, Andrew Thomas has been terrific. He gave up a sack early last week, but he's been terrific. So, yeah, this, and, and they think Evan Neal is, is a franchise-type you know, right tackle who's going through rookie growing pain. So, um, you know, just like on the defense, who they, they have issues, but they think they have two young edge rushers who they can build on. The Giants think they have two tackles that they can build around, but mm-hmm. um, the interior's been rough, and this is a tough group. You know, they completely stonewalled the Giants on the ground in the second half. Um, in that 2020 tie. So, um, you know, until proven otherwise, it's going to be tough.
0: Okay, last question is about a a group that I'm most concerned with, the DBs, the defensive backs. I mean, tough luck losing Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney the way that they did, but watching Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown have their way last week, uh, it's hard for me to look at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and not think that they're going to have some success too if these guys don't step up. Julian Love has been great. He's a a pro bowler. But, man, they've got to find some answers at corner to lock guys down and not let the big plays beat them this weekend.
1: Well look, I mean a guy like Julian Love who's who's a stand-up guy, he's a great guy to talk to. I mean, is he a pro bowler? I'm not sure about that. And you know, like in the in the play last week where he comes over and he looks like he's going to put a hit on and he doesn't and he looks goes for the interception, he doesn't get it and and you know, it, it's a touchdown. You know, he's overextended. You know, that, that deep, deep, you know, that deep safety situation supposed to be Xavier McKinney. He's not there. So now you're taking, you know, your sideline to sideline safety out uh, with that terrible, you know, uh, all-terrain vehicle accident. I mean, his hand does not look good, Keith. You know, his, 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 the pins are out of that hand, but, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't look like, you know, it, I don't put it this way. I don't think if he extends his hand, he's going to want you to shake it hard. OK, so, you know, he's not quite ready yet. Um, people maybe say, in
0: like a week or two, he'll just wrap it up and go out there with a club. Maybe you, if they if they win this game Sunday and they're making a playoff push. You know, it's dangerous. You know, I mean, yeah, you can club
1: certain injuries, but, you know, if, if the fingers are not quite there, you can't just club it up. I mean, I, 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 I can't guarantee you, I don't think he can squeeze your hand really hard. And so, you know, it's not it's too dangerous to just put a club on it. What's he going to do? Just just it's. You know, this is not pro wrestling where you put a foreign object in there and club it up and let them go knock people over. Um, yeah. Look, you're right. You're right. You should be completely worried about Fabian Moreau and about Nick McLeod. I mean, these are guys who were not on the team after training camp, you right. know. Um Cordell Flott, who's had an up-and-down rookie year, Jason Pinnock, you know, these are guys who were not supposed to be playing Tony Jefferson is getting, you know, that, that kind of hybrid um, linebacker safety role, and, and you know, Landon Collins is is, is on the practice squad, and, and we thought he was going to be in that role, and he can't even get a uniform on Sunday, so, right. you know, that shows what the coaching staff thinks of him, so it is a um, untested group it is a rough group um, they don't have their horses in there, and you know, you, you know what they have to do is is go to Thibodeau and go to Ojalari and go to Dexter Lawrence and I think Leonard Williams will be back this week and say, guys, you got to get as much pressure as possible because we can cover back here, but just give us a couple of seconds. After that, you know, I don't know we can do it.
0: So last question before I let you go, I said we're turning the page tonight. Instead of underestimating the Giants and the Jets, we got to figure out ways to win. How do you think the Giants can go and win this game? in Landover, Maryland, Sunday night football. Like, what's the main thing they have to do? What's the recipe, strategy? Like, how do they come out with a victory? It's been a while since they've got a win, over a month.
1: It's true, and look, it was 2020. They don't have to do a heck of a lot more. They need to – I think the defense will keep them in the game. Now, last week against the Eagles, they did not keep them in the game. But that was, by and large, an aberration. I don't think Taylor Heineke had a great game against the Giants. He made an outrageous throw on fourth down, but he was throwing the ball up there, begging them to intercept it, and they couldn't do it. You know, that's on maybe the quality of the guys back there. So I think, look, they have to, you know, Doc McLaurin is, 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 is the alpha there. They have to limit his big plays. If he catches nine passes, you know, make it be for 100 yards, It's not 150 yards, and no 40-yard touchdowns. and. Uh, Look, Daniel Jones, is look. we know Saquon's going to have to run well. It's a hard front to run against. They're going to have to figure it out. Um, But, you know, Daniel Jones has played well in that building. As I said, he's going to have to play well. He's going to have to run the ball. Um, He's going to have to lay it all out there, you know, running, throwing. um, You know, they're going to have to hit a big play to Slayton, something like that. Um, You know, they have to figure out a way to score. 27 points, 24 points, and hope they can hold them to 21. That's the recipe with this team. You know, it, there's no shootouts, there's no 34-31s. I don't think. Um, look, the last time was 20-20, and the Giants got dominated in a lot of statistical categories. But you saw that, right, Keith? They had more chances to win the game down the stretch yeah, and in they overtime have won it in than overtime, the Commanders. Yep. They should have won it, and they didn't win it. And, well, I don't know, should have. They certainly could have. They could not make enough plays on offense. And that is, that's the sticking point with this team all year. Um, I don't think there's any miracles here. You know, the players are the players. But uh, Daniel Jones, if he just maybe, may, maybe turns the corner once or twice more on some option runs and gets some extra yards, um, you know, maybe can score a touchdown with his legs. And um, look, Saquon has got to. He's presumably healthier now than he was last week and the week before. That's a good thing, and um, can't be hesitant. Uh, They have to stick with the run. They have to not get behind by too much. And, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, they have to control the ball, and Saquon's got to be running it, which has not been the case for about
0: a month here. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Schwartz from the New York Post, covering your New York Giants. Paul, thank you for joining my show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Keith. Anytime.